This is Jaden. This is Caleb. And this is Daxton. We're three mentally ill people who like to throw cars at walls. Welcome to Clueless Drifting. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. We just want to give you a quick introduction on kind of what we're going to be going over. So we are going to be going over things like grassroots motorsports, fabrication, custom vehicles, drifting, racing, uh, really anything automotive that kind of catches our minds. And so as we go through this, you know, we're just going to try to have fun with it and uh, keep you guys entertained, hopefully. It's three idiots just talking <laughs> yeah. about cars. Yeah, about That's cars. That's it. all we can do. I can't talk about anything else. <laughs> I would say sure. more one idiot and two like, geniuses oh, that actually do this here. for a living. So. so you two. <laughs> but let's go ahead and go yeah. over our, uh, our bills. Let's start with yeah, you, Daxton. Let's, uh, yeah, let's introduce ourselves here. Like all the toys you got, what you're planning on doing, just briefly explain what you got going on at home. All Mazdas. <laughs> all horrible decisions <laughs> one rotary and it's the worst rotary it's the renesis rx8 Already so terrible decisions yep 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 hey, you know perhaps. late night getting getting on the old ksl and <laughs> finding horrible deals that sound great at the time yeah so i have a 91 mazda miata that i have turbocharged and Jaden over here has mm-hmm. done the tune on it and mm-hmm. we've all kind of put in a decent amount of effort on the build and that's that's the daily drift car, and other than that, I've got the RX-8, like I said, and the drift mower. There you that, go. That, that's <laughs> that's what else that. I got. I'm so yeah, excited to hear about the drift mower. We'll get, we'll get more <laughs> on that Tahoe later. Too, right? I mean, that's something, at least. It's there. The, the day that we got that thing, yeah. it, it was original. Like I, I got it for the idea that I had an, I had an FC RX-7 at the time, yeah. and I was going to take the motor out of that Tahoe and put it into the RX-7, so the day we got it... <laughs> We decided to take it down the street. It was kind of snowy, a little bit icy, and we thought we could totally... It's two-wheel drive, so we thought we could just <laughs> chuck that thing. <laughs> and we almost put it on two wheels and flipped it over oh, almost immediately. <laughs> Did you, like, smack a curb or something, or what? No, I went off into a trench. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> it was two-wheel drive, so you got stuck, I assume? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I just right. I came in on the corner, and, and we had a nice... Good even ice patch, and then the ice patch went to concrete, <laughs> and, <that was> it. <laughs> and then it went to dirt and a little bit of a dip, and we were on two wheels. And me and my brother grabbed anything we could and just let go of the wheel because we thought we were going over. Solid, <laughs> solid, awesome. nice. All right, well that's pretty good. Jen, you want to go? Uh, sure. Um, got my drift car, which is a Mark III Supra, uh, nineteen. Okay, I have two of them, so I got to keep the years straight. Um, 1987 is a current drift car. It's kind of a beat-up shell. I have a 86 that I'm going to be throwing everything into, just a, a cleaner shell. Um, I've got my daily. Hey, don't forget about the engine. Uh, yeah, it's a 2JZ in the Supra. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited to build it. It's currently NA, and it'll be turbo soon. Yeah. Um, I got my daily, which is a Volvo C30. Uh, fun little turbocharged five cylinder six speed, um, and I with an all wheel drive swap. Yep, got the all wheel drive components in it out of a S forty, um, and then I have a uh, nineteen ninety four, nope ninety six, um, uh, Chevy K thirty five hundred, and well, it's actually a C thirty five hundred, but someone swapped it to four wheel drive. It's basically a K thirty five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that the difference between those? Yep. Yep. C, C and K. K. Yep. yep. Two and four. It's just two and four wheel yep. drive. Yeah. I've had that wrong my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, now. I think that's something I've only seen uh, Dodge and Chevy do. Okay. But um, and that is currently getting a, it's a it's a real mixture of stuff. It's getting <laughs> it it's getting a Cummins out of a 1993 uh, Dodge D 3500 
and it's getting a uh, six-speed transmission. ZF6. ZF6 out of a, was it 2003? Out of a 6.0 Power Stroke. Yeah, 6.0 Power Stroke, um, and... <clears throat> Probably a Super Duty front bumper, all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of mixtures on this it's, thing. It's, it's a hodgepodge, but, but it'll be sweet. Yeah, super excited. I've always loved the Chevy body styles, and um, Cummins are super reliable, make lots of power, really narrow in the engine bay, making it easy to work on. Yeah. And the ZF6 transmission is very stout, really good gearing for towing. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to be a fun one. And then the last vehicle I have is actually... Caleb's and I's bull. Oh no! Yeah, you forgot about that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we got a Dodge Magnum. Have we told you about that? Those weird-looking hatchback things. The yeah, that yeah. my roommate drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, no. Yep, one of those. Yeah, we oh, got it for why? free. Oh, hey, okay. Twenty-four hours of lemons. You seen it's... that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be a driver? Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Why haven't we told that? I don't know. Yeah, uh, we got it. We got it for free. This uh, Dodge Magnum, because I got on this like kick of twenty-four hours of lemons, because I love it, and I've always wanted to do one. And so I was keeping my eyes open, and this Magnum we saw got listed a couple times for like two hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, fifty bucks, and eventually he listed it for free. And he doesn't—it didn't have a title or anything like that, which we don't care about. It's going to be you know stripped and raced, and so we're like done deal. So we drove out late at night one time to um, don't remember that, where that was. It was like three hours, I think. Probably yeah, Tooele. No, it was no, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was still further but south. But we um, we picked that up, and so the plan we've talked about a couple different options. Um, a Mustang V6, because you know how I love those. Um, and <laughs> is it recently, not running and driving? No. Well, no. actually, yes, it does. It has zero oil in it, and it knocks like no other. But no, it'll no, make it, it has oil. Hours. We put oil in it. No, then it leaked it all out because there's no pan gas. I'm yet. sure there's <laughs> some in the pan still. <laughs> but we, we got it for free, you know, and we tried to do a burnout. It didn't work, but yeah. it's, it's junk regardless. And so our most recent uh, idea was actually to dress it like the 90s Volvo, like race cars that they did on like rally stages and stuff like that. So you do like the blue livery with white and then we do a Volvo five-cylinder engine. Wait, is it livery? 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 I've been saying livery, livery this whole livery. time. I probably say it wrong because I can't talk. Okay. I, I don't okay. do English. No, it's all so. good. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't saying it wrong. But regardless, <laughs> we want to do it in the Volvo style and we're talking like uh, the Volvo T5 engines, so the five-cylinder turbo. And we noticed, or I noticed, um, because I'm a nerd, <laughs> that the transmission it uses is a Azen A340 variant, basically, which is the same automatic transmissions Toyotas use in the 90s. The ones they put behind two JZs. Two JZs, one UZs, really? four runners, whatever. Basically, that was four-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive. came with an A340. And so, so the Magnum had something cool about well, it. The, no. No, the Volvo engine. Oh, this is the oh, modular gotcha, so Volvo yeah. five-cylinder. So okay. the Volvo engine, since it came with an Azen, and it's... Theoretically, the same body transmission, that means that you should be able to get, uh, well, the, the transmission has a, a bolt pattern, right, that bolts to the bell housing. So that means we should be able to use, like, a Toyota um, swap bell housing or something like that, or a swap kit to use, like, an AR5 transmission, R154, or something like that. And so you could have a rear-wheel drive Volvo set up with a beefy with transmission. With a stout manual 5-speed transmission. But and you have the AR in your Mark III Super, yes. don't you? Yep. yep. So the for those of you that don't know, this is a... Uh, a a transmission that Pontiac slash GM used. Um, it's Azen it, built. Yep, Azen built, which is uh, Azen. Azen is a company that makes transmissions, T cases, all, all sorts, sorts of gear stuff. Parts. Yeah, um, and Azen made both the AR5 for GM and the um, R154 for uh, Toyota. Um, and what they decided to do when making the AR5 is 
uh, use the exact same body from the R154 that they put in Supras. Okay. So it's the same body. Um, you can basically bolt on R154 parts, upgraded gears, and so on. Yeah, yep. we, bolt, we did bolt on R154 parts. Exactly. Yeah. So I have I have a Supra short shifter in my GM transmission, but it's because it's an R154. It's got the same setup's a hodgepodge. Yeah. But <laughs> so. it, it's all it all bolts together because the the bell housing pattern or between the transmission and the bell housing, that pattern is the same between R154 and AR5. So that's the same idea, you know, with the yep. with the Azen is we should be able to get one built for an Azen like Toyota transmission and hopefully use like an AR5 or something pretty available. Yeah, well, lots of cool things you research on the internet, but I owe most of that swap to Caleb. He he had found it for me and pointed me in that I'm direction. Like yeah. I said, I just like this sort of techy stuff. I'm always I'm always impressed with the stuff he finds on the internet. Like the fact that he <laughs> the fact good. that he found <laughs> the fact that he went from like Volvo engine <clears throat> to the same belt bolt pattern as an A340 Toyota Auto Trans, which means you can adapt it to a Toyota manual trans. Like just this whole jumping it, i, I find it very impressive hole. good job caleb it's a rabbit hole yeah. so but we're either going to become the most loved podcast for giving away all of these no, swaps get them out there i gotta hide them i don't know these well, are it's a good no. thing you already <laughs> have one because if this ever does go anywhere we're gonna lose them all Thank no you. no there's plenty because they came in not just the pontiac um solstice, solstice or the saturn sky but they also came in colorado's um, Isuzu's and Hummers. Yep. And yeah, so they came in a lot of stuff. And yes. he got his for like 300 bucks. Yep. Were there manual Hummers? I don't know. It says they come in online. Apparently. The, the tail housing and the shifter location is a little bit different, but a lot of um, uh, muscle cart guys like to use the Colorado version because the shifter is a lot further forward, which tends to work out for shifter placement in um, muscle cars. Yeah. Okay. So there's lots of so, them. People lots of cool get out there and make a drift car, make a race car, make just just ruin your just life. Just ruin your life. Yeah. And spend all your money. <laughs> so, no, um, no, you can be responsible with I, I cars, cars, things. Okay. Uh, I don't know how that works. <laughs> okay. I like how you two just succeed. I'm, I'm gonna go with my stuff. <laughs> no, now. hold on, hold on. Okay. All right. I go. still, um, I still have my two motorcycles. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Those um, you have junk. motorcycles? Yes, sir. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. They've, They've been sit sitting there. and they haven't been touched yet. It's because I have too many things to touch. Um, <laughs> I've got. <laughs> I forgot there's more. I forgot. Uh, so I've got. Um, I I can't remember the years on those things. Um, one of them's a, um, a Honda VRF seven fifty VFR seven fifty something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, old old eighties uh, sports bike. And then we well, uh, found it for free on the side of the no, road. No, no, no. That's that's <laughs> oh, my that the other one. Yeah, that's another oh. one. Yeah, yeah. You no spoiled it, bro. Someone, someone threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> so we took it. No, one day by work, Caleb and I, I we were probably out getting lunch or something. We come back and we see on the dumped on the side of the road. A motorcycle and a transmission. So we're like, hold up, slows down, puts it in <laughs> yeah. reverse, backs up. The, what was the transmission? The transmission was a 4060. Yeah, it was a 4060. I got like 200 bucks out of as a core. Yeah. And really? Then, yeah. And then we wheeled the motorcycle back, and it's um, uh, it's like a, a Venture, a Yamaha Venture or some, something some like big that. Touring bike. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a 1300 cc bike. It's oh, big. Oh, the Venture Royale. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I yep. had one of those as well. I was trying to strip down for a bobber until I got halfway through the wiring harness and hated my life. <laughs> that's my, that's my plan. But fortunately, right. wiring doesn't tend to stop me, which is helpful. Yeah, I know you're good with that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I, I, I give up. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. So I we, use butt connectors and solder in the engine bay. Hey, oh boy. hey, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to get by. Duct tape and twisting, you know. Miata. Yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. But that's all my toys. Go yeah, ahead, Caleb. Your turn. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. Like, continue with like the Cummins trucks, you know. Oh, yeah. So, like, I had, I have, I still have it, um, a 1992 F350 um, 
big old truck. It's lifted, 38s. It's got a 12 valve Cummins as well, and uh, keeps the Ford ZF5 transmission. And that's been that was my daily for a long time, and uh, it's kind of where the love for Cummins started, I think. And it was a great truck. Still have it. Still fired up every now and then. Um, and I just sold another Cummins swap truck. It was a 08 F350 Dually. Always an 08. Yep, always always no wait. They're around. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Same deal with my family. I think we have like six oh eights. But um, that one was an awesome truck. Uh, me and Jaden, you know, we we six seven common rail swapped that, and just because the six fours and there's a lot of people who love the six fours, but you know, good on them. I did not. If you love a six four, you're you're a terrible human. <laughs> <laughs> careful, pal. You're gonna make some enemies. They are, they are aggressive. You better be careful. They will come after you. Yeah, they don't have many <laughs> brain cells. They'll probably <laughs> oh, no. come for me. Dude, seriously though, some of the pages that he's a part of, you'll see them like people rebuild those six fours. They would multiple times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. well, and oh, yeah. easily ten thousand dollars every time to uh, like fifteen. Yeah, yeah, for like a good rebuild, and they I mean, defend it till they die. Like they're so I can't great. really talk. I have a rotary, the worst right. rotary in the true. world. That's fair. But I get it though. Like they they make good power, they do. and they're an awesome idea of an engine. But there's a reason they only ran them for two years. Like yeah. they did, they just they're not reliable, unfortunately. It yeah. sounds like you're trying to sell me a six zero as well. <laughs> a six zero. I mean, six O's are better. After you bulletproof. A I'm six sure. O is better than a, a six O. Oh yeah, no. Six four is way worse six than a fours six O. Had like uh, the, their main downfall was the emissions components, um, because they'd clog up and the truck would regen trying to clean it all out, so it would dump a ton of fuel just trying to clean it out and it would wash out your cylinders so you'd ruin your cylinders it would wash out your bearings so you'd throw a rod which is what mine was it would wash out your rocker arms like you had the the pistons cracked really commonly um the turbos went out they just Did were they not just like they were just not put good. this thing together with lego blocks they were, <laughs> they were trying something new and <laughs> it wasn't tested they were, they were well trying enough. something new and they made tons of power when yeah. they came out they were the most powerful truck by far but they just were rushed, and then just tons of emission stuff, and it just wasn't quite there. Um, the diesel emissions did mess up a lot oh, of really good did. trucks. Like that, that destroyed yeah, the diesel the, and community. That, especially for the 6.4. I think that one is probably the one that was affected the most, honestly. So, But yeah. regardless, that one had a hole in the block. You know, We bought that one with low miles, and we did the 6.7 Cummins. with uh, Kept the Ford transmission, restalled the converter, all the Ford accessories. Jaden did all the wiring. Everything worked like OEM and uh, was awesome truck it made somewhere in the neighborhood of like 500 horsepower and a thousand foot pounds it's sad because after we built that truck it was the fastest vehicle either of us owned <laughs> yeah. i mean not sad that it's fast but it's sad but that it it's faster like, than all of our sports cars <laughs> like yeah yeah one ton dually was our fastest it's all vehicle. the grip in the rear end. yeah, I know, yeah. The dude it spun those suckers but, did it really oh yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah bad it was cool it was fun it was a fun truck and so i got a good offer on it and uh that went to a guy in louisiana and we just barely drove that down there and we drove it all the way down there, and it was flawless the entire time. I no issues it. whatsoever. Yeah, it was great, and the new owner's loving it, and he's just gonna, he's got a whole bunch of cool toys, and so he's just going to use it occasionally to haul stuff. And he has an old Chevy with a... Yeah, he's an old Chevy. With, with a 12 yeah, he's Oh, does he? Yeah, 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 he's got a rock bouncer, too. You ever seen those rock bouncers? You ever seen the videos of those guys with the rock bouncers? That like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got one of those, too. So, cool guy. But, uh, so after that, let's see. So I, I just picked up a 17... F-350 King Ranch, and that one's a nice truck, 6.7 Power Stroke. That's kind of accessorized a little bit, but leave it mostly as is. Just drive it. Um, and then I've got my O2 Mustang, the drift car, same as these guys. Um, and that one's a V6, uh, which kind of surprises a lot of people, but I will defend that thing forever because it has – I originally bought it with the intent to swap it. I was like, no one wants a V6 car, you know. They're, they're junk. They're, it's a V6 muscle car. And so that was my original intention is I've got like that 1UZ sitting around. So I'm like, all right, let's buy it, 1UZ, swap it, GT, swap it, whatever. And I was just like, but for right now, I just need seat time, you know, because that's kind of the, the course is you want to do is you seat time. 
So we welded diff, and I just kind of fell in love with that thing. But seat that, time, seat time, yep. seat time, seat yep. time. That's what Get it's all about. Time. Anyone listening, seat time. <laughs> I don't care about any of your other builds. Seat time. Okay, yep. buy a car for seat time. Don't but, go trying to build your first drift car. Get something you can just get out there and earn some skills. doesn't matter if it's automatic, you know, whatever. As long as it's rear-wheel drive and you can slide it around, that's all that matters. Mm. That is how I met you guys. Yeah. Because of your GS, yeah. was it GS300 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that you bashed yeah, the, the wall is, with and yeah. an auto trans. Caleb found a, a GS for $425 on KSL. We you couldn't talk him down five bucks. I we actually did. I think it was like, like four or 500 or something I talked like him, that. No, he was asking like 800 Was he? Yeah. Yeah, we talked him down to 425, so yeah. I felt like it was pretty, it was like yeah. half. You got to get the even numbers, 420. I, 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 it was like, it was one of those things where it's like, we want 400. He's like, I need at least 450. And we're like, we need 400. He's like, I need 450. So we're like, so, okay, 425. 425. He was like, I bet. Yeah, and that was a great car for, you know, just getting out there. It's not exactly a great drift car, but he welded the diff and he got out there until yep. we ran into a wall and the transmission died. Well, no, the transmission no, died yeah, after. Yeah, no, you got back up. So you, <clears throat> we picked it up, welded the diff and got some spare tires went out there and just slid it for a little bit and then um because it was an automatic i couldn't get um get it to shift from second back down to first when it would slow down so just like you know what i'll stay in first and i'll just manji down the straightaway try to maintain speed manji the straight mm-hmm. always always not always <laughs> speed. actually speed yeah um but right as i got to the end of the straightaway i went to flick it for the last time um, the opposite direction before throwing it into the corner. Not enough angle. And I just, um, in that preparation for it, I got sideways enough that I couldn't steer out of it because I was running, I was on stock angle. Got sideways and then went straight into the wall. That's exciting. Yep. <laughs> Bent the frame rails and then the all the engine mounts and transmission mount broke. Tra- all of it slid forward and I uh, had to get pushed off the track. Fortunately, we had a wedge trailer that time. So we drove it up the wedge trailer. <laughs> was able to work underneath it like a lift. It was great. And, um, Ratchet straps. Uh, yeah, it also it also <laughs> broke the stud on the bottom side of the uh, radiator. So I got some like radiator epoxy, took a bolt and a piece of plastic, stuck the plastic up on the bolt, coated it in epoxy, and fished it up through into the radiator and pulled it down, bolted it back up so it was clamped tight while it dried. And then uh, put a ratchet strap over the engine to keep it from going anywhere. And... Um, it worked. Adjusted the shifter, and I was able to get back out there. I got back out there. Everyone was like, no way. You got <laughs> yeah. that thing going again. I honestly thought I was done, but I was able to get out there, go a few more laps, yeah. and then the next event, the transmission just gave out. It It would. Next thing I knew, I'm revving, and no wheels are spinning. Five neutrals. Yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much. But it was a great first drift Just car. to get out there for seat time, you know, that's what it's all about. So that's why I like the Mustang yeah. a lot is because it's just, you know, it's a V6. They're very easy to work on. They're very cheap to get. You can get parts for them absolutely anywhere. And the V6 comes in a whole bunch of different Ford models, you know, minivans, the pickups, Mustang, uh, pretty much everything of that era. And you can grab, you know, like what I'm doing, the 4.2 out of an F-150 or even a Freestar, um, I believe, and they bolt right in. You know, no mods. And so then you have a Windstar? stroker. No, Freestar. Freestar, yeah. 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 Windstar's the older one. So, but that, that car's been awesome. A few simple mods, and it's it's been super good seat time car. You know, we, we, we tied it that, uh, we tied and then in that tandem comp, you know, with the LS, because I was going with the LS powered uh, S14. Yeah. And then. Who was that, we, Sheldon? Yeah, it was Sheldon. And then in the 
I guess overtime as you'd call it, you know, we went back and I, I totally biffed it, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's held up super well. It does super good. So that one, I been... have not seen a single drift car out there broken as little as he's broken. He's no one. I've no had one an is alternating right We're all over here building our cars over yeah. the winter. Oh, yeah. and he's just left I know that because I'm broken season. all the time. So I see everyone else that's broken all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's <laughs> never broken. I've had an alternator die. Yeah. And but that, that was, was at it. the very end of the event. Yep. Yep. I literally rolled into the pits and it died. And, uh, the only other thing was my throw out bearing was destroyed. But I drifted like two events on that throw bearing. I pulled it out and it came out in pieces. But again, so, never broken on the <laughs> track. Nope. Never broken on it's the track. It's never left me stranded on the track. And so that car is, I have loved it. I, I will never turn away the V6 now. So I guess I'm a V6 muscle car guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I don't know why I said that. But um, let's see. And then the other car I've got still, I've got the 91 Toyota MR2. Oh, yeah. And so at, at heart, I'm a, a Toyota guy. I really am. And it's funny because I, I was owning like four Fords, you know. Um, <laughs> Toyota, but, the MR2 is the last Toyota. Yeah, he I has know. All Fords after that. I know. I love my 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 Toyotas though, and so this one is kind of just the one I picked up a long time ago. It was an NA car, and uh, we turbo swapped it with stuff we had laying around. Like we decided at one point we were going to go to Texas with it for MR2 Nationals, so we built it in like three weeks. And obviously that didn't go well, unfortunately. So, no, it went really well. Well, it did go well, yeah. We were on well, schedule to meet our deadline. We had done all the mods we, we wanted like to. We did like 100-hour weeks at the shop, including work. You know, And like a week and a half before we were supposed to leave, we were out on the streets tuning it. It was great. We were getting lots good of good looks. Yeah, it was shooting awesome. Shooting flames. Yeah. <laughs> and then unfortunately, the... Something decided to go, yeah. Yeah, so, we were we, cruising down downtown, finishing the tune, and... Next thing we know, the temp just spiked, just like two hundred and forty degrees, like just instantly. Like instantly. Yeah, my Miata runs at two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Your Miata's built some different stuff, I guess. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we'll just leave it hey, there. It's well, shit, it's not currently running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my M R two still details. runs, all right. So yeah, just over. But we we went through everything. We did coilovers. We swapped subframes in the rear to get better handling. We swapped the interior almost entirely to a black interior. We rebuilt the transmission with a uh, CAS LSD that we repacked. We painted the transmission. We threw together the engine. So basically, we had a 320,000-mile 3S GTE sitting around. And so, like, I mean, it ran when it came out, and it ran fine when it came out of the car it came out of. We did bearings and so rings. So we did bearings, rings, rings gaskets, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Just threw it together, uh, valve stem cells, nothing fancy. We suspect, though, there's probably some, like, the head. We didn't get the... Uh, I didn't block. check anything. Yeah, we didn't get the block or the head checked by a machine didn't shop have or anything. Time, so. so either something's warped or something's cracked. Yeah. Uh, so so. It's a shame. We worked so hard. We were so close to making the deadline, but just didn't come together. I know. It was fun, too. It's got like the Cummins. It's got a turbo off of a Cummins on it. <laughs> it's got H-E-351 a mega square CW. Yeah, yeah HE351CW, which is an awesome turbo. I love those things. And... Then uh, when, right in the middle of building it, someone listed a mega squirt ECU for like a good price. I'm like, well, I guess I can't pass on that. <laughs> and so we got the ECM and we set that up too. So it's got full standalone um, and it shoots super cool flames. That's about all it does right now is it shoots flames and smoke. So it's enough to <laughs> so motivate then it overheats you, in about five minutes. So. so with that build, did you, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about the MR2s. Did mm-hmm. you have to do injectors and do the full supporting mods for the turbo and everything like that? Or is it, does the stock system handle that so pretty well? So basically what we did is just kind of like a budget route for right now. Like that was time time and budget because we're trying to do it fast. So it's on stock injectors, which is good for probably like 250-ish. Nothing crazy, like 250, 300 if you really push it probably, and depending on your setup. And then uh, it's running like an eBay intercooler that we, uh, that I plumbed. Um, we did that, do a Mark IV Supra um 
fuel pump in it. Yeah, Mark IV, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mark IV Super <clears throat> Twin Turbo factory fuel pump. So that's flows like a little better and allowed us to turn up the pressure a teeny bit to help help out. Yeah, help out fuel. So it had like a little bit of stuff there, and then it has like an aftermarket exhaust manifold with a um, atmosphere dump on the wastegate that I added on. Uh, but nothing too crazy, and that that engine should be good for like 400-ish. But yeah, just over. So either it's got a crack cylinder, warped head, something like that. So we're gonna find out tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should join us. Are next we? Time. Are we gonna bring up your guys' shop at all? Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, basically, um, I co-own a shop. It's called DK Auto. Um, Jaden helps me a lot. He's like the shop. I guess like the shop floor guy. <laughs> um, but uh, and, the, and the world national and the, planker. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> planker. Yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we built some cool stuff there. We're kind of like a dealer, uh, automotive dealer. We do trucks. Um, currently, we're starting on some new projects that are pretty exciting. Like we've got a 63 International Scout that's sitting on 2021 Jeep Gladiator axles and suspension. Uh, it's got a 6.2 LS that should make in the neighborhood of like 420 horsepower. 6 LAD transmission. You know, um, lots of cool bits on it. And everything's everything's getting gone through. Every the only the, thing original about the, like the <clears throat> chassis is like the frame rails, yeah. which have all been beefed up, and there's new parts everywhere. You know, for what is yeah. the what is the intention with that build? Is it going to be a crawler? Is it going to be a shower? Like, what what are you guys going for with it? All, all around. around. It's mainly like anybody who wants an international that can street drive it with some off road capabilities. Yeah, it's like okay. a, if you were to buy like a modern one, we hope you know this would kind of be somewhat equivalent to that honestly it could probably compete with the bronco right now i i feel like it would it's got e-locker axles what are you talking about hey don't you the current broncos i'm talking (laughs) shit on those broncos okay are you talking aesthetics or are you talking performance all over have you seen their engine bays what about it looks like a ford engine bay yeah (laughs) that thing looks like i did the wiring on it (laughs) that's not good no way it's not that bad I they're, don't know. They're pretty we're cool. Gonna, we're going to have to look at this later because okay. I've seen under right. there, and right. it's just wires every which <laughs> yeah. possible way. And they're and... very capable, though, and I would love a new Bronco personally. But yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of ideas we're shooting for like that, you know, because it's got e-locker axles, you know, that are factory Jeep. And it's got um, just modern capabilities so that you can, for one thing, you can drop it in four low, and you could hit Moab, and you could probably nail every single one of those trails. I say off-road capabilities, but it's going to be pretty good off-road. Yeah, it's got like a triangulated four-link in the rear instead of a factory parallel. Mm-hmm. It's got the factory-style triangulated four-link in the front. It's coil-sprung. It's got sway bar no, disconnects. not triangulated. Well, front. it's kind of triangulated. Yeah, it's like partially, half, yeah. half triangulated, half so parallel. So it won't have the original international problems of flipping over on the trail. No, no sure. No, it's wide track on it. Um, and so the nice part is yeah you can drop it in four low and i bet you could do pretty much every trail in um, moab with that thing with the with the power and just the weight of it and then chuck it back in two wheel and you know cruise down the highway at 80 is the idea so it's just yeah. you know if you wanted a modern jeep modern but with something a little bit cooler it's gonna have modern amenities yeah modern like, amenities wow, modern rolled out of my mouth <laughs> amenities there we go so just lots of cool little things so we do we do a few fun things but we like projects around here you want a miata no, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> but but as far as DK goes, we are um we're we customize and custom builds. Yeah, uh, or we customize. Did I say customize? <laughs> customize. We specialize <laughs> in, in custom builds. Um, everything from MR2s. We're doing a. Yeah, um, we do a lot of MR2s. Uh, can we talk about customer cars? I'm, I'm I, I feel like it should be okay. I mean, we as long as we're not getting too involved. But yeah. we've got like a K swap AW11 that yep. we're doing. We've got another shop build, which is a supercharged V6 um, MR2, and that one's actually SW20. got a SW20. SW20. That one's actually got a GT500 blower. Oh, on really? It. Yeah. yeah. So that's some. That's a kit we've been working on to sell 
very slowly. Like, we have not made much progress on that. Yeah, we've had to push it on pause, but, but it, it'll, it'll get in the works. Yeah, so well, now somebody's going to steal the idea, so. I know. No, I know. it's been done. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it, has it? Well, oh. there's there's people that already have ideas for it, and it's it's, it's not the first thing ever. It's it's something but maybe we'll gauge interest. <laughs> we, will, we will be the first to, to make it, it at a certain quality and mass produce it. That's our goal. Yeah. That's so our it, goal. If someone beats us, we'll still do better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal, right? So it, it's pretty cool setup because people two GR swap those, which is another really cool engine. So if we ever want to talk about like up and coming engines, you know, because to replace like Jay Z's, SRs, I think I have a list of Toyota engines. We've wanted to two GR swap a Miata. I don't oh, I know. You guys have been talking. I've got a chassis. <laughs> yeah, I don't have just one Miata. I have four Miatas. <laughs> Only one of them has an actual motor in it. He though. has a field I, of cars. I know. Hey, we don't bring up my field oh, of, I mean, of junkyard. Uh, Kenny, no, he doesn't. <laughs> don't listen but if my girlfriend's listening don't go to my grandpa's house <laughs> we also gotta get her uh what is it a blazer yeah the, kind of blazer the, going yeah the 92 blazer yeah. come and swap it <laughs> I, I was actually trying to convince them that <laughs> i would i would honestly love to but i i don't know if i want to go that far with that it's pretty involved I, I i would like to do something that's a little more similar with or uh like similar motor and everything like that yeah. possibly rebuild what it has or swap over to an LS. Yeah, is that like, like an a LQ. 350 yeah. in that one? Yeah, it's an old throttle body injected. Oh, TBI. Yeah. I do not like TBI. Yeah, See, man. everybody, I, I'm not the biggest fan of working on them, but yeah. they run pretty good when they do. Because the thing enough. has like yeah. 328,000 original miles on it. <laughs> and we just loaded up a trailer one day and said, hey, let's go to the sand dunes with the sand rail and stacked yeah. it all up and it made it all the way to the sand dunes made it through the whole weekend and drove all the way back nice That's the transmission good. may have skipped a little bit but <laughs> minor details <laughs> hey i mean if it works it works yeah what but were we talking about before the dk the 2gr though? stuff no before dk before dk uh i don't think we had anything was it was it i think we were just going off on tangents well we were talking about something he was like oh do we want to mention dk oh well i don't know Whatever. i think it was something to do with your your mr2 I don't know. Oh, just because we have lots of MR2s? Probably. Probably. I mean, because at one point we had like 15 SW20s just oh, sitting around. Yeah, I don't know. Is that Anyways. the chassis code off of those? Is that yeah. what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. So so with MR2s, there's uh, three generations. And so you have the AW11, which is the first generation. Oh, my bad. Um, Actually, I didn't realize you were like, what are these guys saying? Well, I, I, I assumed it was a chassis code, but yeah. I just, I don't yeah. I don't know them. Like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. AW11 is like the 80s boxy kind of looking one. The first, SW, first gen. Yeah, the first gen. SW20 is the one that pretty much everyone knows. It's the rounded one. Second the best looking one in in my opinion as well. Um, th those are the ones that are known for snap over steer. Yep, those are the jokes for those ones. And and, and the MR2 Spider, which is the third the generation. Oh, spider. I didn't realize. Yeah, I which was is, thinking, yeah. what is the third generation? Yeah. And then you said Spider. I hate Spider. Those are ZZW30s. Yep. And those are actually you know the funny part is no, those are actually the best handling cars out of all three. Yeah. Um, because they were co-developed by Lotus, if I remember correctly. They have a lot of styling cues from Lotus, like they. And they're fun. They're super fun. But um, the ma their suspension really is phenomenal. Like, yeah. it does handle quite well. Until you're cruising down a canyon that's way too wet for it on really bad tires, and you're like me, and you do a 180. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those are fun. They're fun little cars. I, I really like them, but they're just... Bro, you ought to tell Dax on that story. That was a good time. That one? You about, and me and okay. So... Oh, you got me saying it. You, Braden, <laughs> yeah, and me, I. Braden. So um, East Canyon is an awesome place to cruise. Um, you know, anyone who's into cars loves going on canyon cruises. And so we have this canyon near us. It's called East Canyon. And it's an absolute riot. It's tight turns. You know, there's no one really out there. It's got long straights. It's got hard braking. It's got, you know, tight bends. It's super fun. 
And so one night uh, we just decided, it's like, okay, let's go have some fun. And so we took out the spider. Uh, uh, we have a spider at our shop, an MR2 spider. And so I took that because none of my, because my Mustang's not registered. My MR2 does not last. It wasn't running at the time. But I think it was, was running. I think it's just when it doesn't last, you know, uh, longer than five minutes. That's right. And uh, you had your Mark III. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, our R2 sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, was, I, I let it go. I and was, I was like, to, nobody <laughs> said it. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, we almost made I, it fast. I, I, I left myself open for that one. Um, but, uh, and then our friend Braden, he had an NA Miata, um, which, you know, that thing is bone stock. Is that a 1.8? Uh, yeah, it's a 1.8. 1.8 bone one eight stock. Suck. And short that nose crank one six. No that replacement thing... for displacement. Oh. <laughs> Point two displacement. <laughs> Nothing like it. But that thing moved. Like seriously, he kept up. I could. He was the fastest. No, he was that the thing fastest. didn't move. We were all just really slow. Okay, we were all really slow. <laughs> on tight canyon roads. That doesn't matter. Okay. Like Evan Shanks says, if you're in a BRZ or in a Miata, the other person doesn't have to know you're racing to win <laughs> or to to have he a sneezed. good race. He sneezed. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> One, two, three, go! Oh, man, that was that was a good time. But he's, that car was the fastest out of all three of us. You know, the 2JZ Supra, which is... NA, 2JZ. NA, 2JZ Supra. Yep. Um, Very heavy vehicle. Heavy. That's its no main turbo. downfall. Yeah. Main downfall is the heaviness. See, the, but when you make enough power, the heaviness helps you put down more traction. It's true. But it's true. I don't make that much power. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the spider and that. And so we just hauled up that canyon. But, uh, you know, we, we cruised around. Uh, we, we hung out in town just kind of wherever. And then we well, decided yeah, it wasn't East Canyon. We started with East Canyon. We started Canyon. with East Canyon. Then we went to Park City. Park City. Then we went we down. We stopped at a bar, had some, had some drinks, relaxed for a bit. And once we were good to go again, we hopped back on the, do you know Guardsman's Pass? Yeah. So yeah. We, we went up over, up over the mountain through Guardsman's Pass, came down Brighton Canyon. It was foggy, rainy. Oh yeah, it was pouring. Bad. Yeah. It was bad. We almost couldn't see. Like, we probably yeah. shouldn't go up this road kind yeah. of conditions. Well, we were also like. We should definitely go up this road now, <laughs> you, know, you like, know? It's like 2 in the morning. You can't see anything. Rear-wheel drive cars. Our defrosters don't work in, like, any of our cars. Yep, yep. Um, so it was a good time. And so eventually, you know, we get up and over. East Canyon, though, was dry. We had a good East drive Canyon in East Canyon. That's true. Uh, but it was dry. We finally got over. And we, we were going down the canyon on the way back out. And we were just hauling, just going around the corners, you know. Well, as fast as you can in the rain. As, as fast as you can on a wet road. And luckily, you know, it's there's, like, no one out at that time. And so it's dead. And so we're going down, and we're getting towards the bottom, and I'm, I'm getting kind of more ballsy with it as we go because it's like, oh, it's taking all of this, as you know. And so we get to the big Because it's a spider. Car. It handles yeah. really well. It does. and it's But the tires are terrible. Like, you go around on the dry <laughs> they were road, dry and rotted. It, it skips, you know, because like, they're, they're bad. And I'm like, I really shouldn't be doing this. The steering wheel is not aligned straight. You know, it kind of shakes a little bit. The, you can't the hear tires, anything can't, over the exhaust. You can't hear anything over the exhaust. The car kind of bounces. You get air coming in through the soft top. You're not selling me on the MR2 Spider at all. <laughs> this one's oh, like the shop We're not car. trying to. We are not trying to sell it's, you on a Spider. It's fun. It's fun. It is. But, you know, eventually, so we're going down the road, and the Miata, again, is just leaving me in the dust. And I hate that because I'm just like, that's, that's a Miata. I got to catch him. <laughs> I was like, I got to catch I'm him. I'm in the back going I'm super slow. I'm in a car, you know, it's like, I got to catch him. <laughs> and so I start really putting on some, some speed for a wet road, which I'm pretty sure is still below the speed limit on that because, 
you know, it's it's when you're racing a Miata, you're usually below yeah, the speed limit. Yeah, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. So we finally get up to one corner and we go and the whole car just like four wheel slides and then just <laughs> gone. Just yeah, full, full like, 180. Full 180 on it. Or and so I'm back. 360. It's like 180, somewhere in between. There. Oh, wait, so you didn't go all the way around? I don't think so, no. And I had to back up in the middle oh, of the road. Oh, you came to straight. a stop. Yeah, I came oh, to I a stop. Oh, I thought you were like hauling down the road, spin completely around <laughs> and wish. keep going. I wish. I, I, I can't 360 entry. I can't even do that on purpose at the racetrack. Like... But it was it was it was it was an exciting experience. I thought for sure I was going off the canyon edge. I'm very glad you did. But luckily it was in the passing lane area where it's like four lanes wide, I think. So it was, I had plenty of space and there's no one around. But you know, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But that was a good time. That was yeah. a very good time. No, that's it's fun. But MR2s are the MR2s are cool. The spiders are really good handlers when you have good tires on them. And uh you just have a good time in the canyon. Always have a good time in the canyon. Yeah, can't go wrong with the canyon. Yeah. Yep. But um, so those guess, are the generations. Yeah, those are the generations. So we can go on for a while about those. So we should probably not, because I will talk about those for the next three hours. <laughs> no, that's not a problem. I mean, <laughs> some so people might be. To kind of kind of go the drifting way now, okay. did you guys grow up drifting in the canyon? Did you ever drift in the canyon? No. What kind of brought you to drifting? Um, I'll go ahead and start with this. But um, growing up, I didn't really actually have any sort of automotive sports stuff. I didn't have, like, um, anything really, almost, in recreational vehicles, like, um, we didn't have four wheelers. We didn't have dirt bikes. My uh, my mom barely let me get a go ped, you know, like a, a go ped. <laughs> like yeah, like the like the What's little like... stand up scooters with a, like a little two stroke on the back. A moped has a seat. A go ped, you stand. Yeah, huh. it's usually and... you'll usually see tweakers riding them. Interesting. <laughs> tells you All right. tells you a few things All right, right there. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> little now that you, now you explain it, I'm, I I can imagine it in my head, but I never have. Yeah, so so uh, that was like my first dive into it because I had <laughs> always go-ped. wanted like I begged for like four wheelers and to go to racetracks or dirt bikes and just because I'd always loved engines and so my fix was essentially lawnmowers. So I would buy lawnmowers as a kid and I would fix them and sell them. And so that was kind of my, my start into it. And um, I eventually was able to convince my mom. My dad didn't, you know, I love my dad, but he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so I finally was able to convince my mom, you know, it's like, I, I want a go-ped, you know, something that I, it's motorized. And so I bought this little dinky go-ped 49cc two-stroke. <laughs> It was terrible. I should never have bought that thing. Wait, why? <laughs> it was junk. It was just, dude had it sitting in his yard forever. It didn't run. That sounds perfect for you, though, um, as a kid. It, it took me, you know, what's funny is nowadays I look at that, and if I had that same sort of project, that's like a day project. I'm pretty sure. For you took, right now? I think, yeah. 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 I think that took me like five months uh, to get that right. I know you have those stories. I have those stories. I bet you have those stories yeah. where it's like, I was oh, yeah. young. I didn't yeah. know what yeah. I was doing. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's kind of what it was. I ended up buying like eBay, like a ported, you know, polished cylinder head and a new piston and clean the carburetor. Oh, I bet that was cheap compared to the parts we're buying now. So cheap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, 12-year-old Caleb was able to buy it. Yeah, that that means a lot. And so I got that kind of going. Or not much And it was was awesome. It didn't run well. It ran terrible because I don't know how to tune carburetors. I still don't. I hate carburetors. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know. Um, So I finally got it going and I had rode it around for a couple weeks. And then one day I'm riding it down the road like full speed which is probably like 15 miles an hour <laughs> and i hit a manhole cover like not even like open just a manhole cover you know like you normally would bum, bum. boom frame snaps in half and wait the, really the front wheel comes off the handle comes off i go flying off literally peel the soles off the bottom oh. of my shoes 
And I was like, I was fine. I, I stood standing up the whole entire time. I don't know how, but it barefoot skied it. Dude, basically, right in front of some of my. I'm imagining literally just this scooter falling to bits. He's just got the handlebars in his hands and he's just sliding on his feet down the street. Yeah, the frame just snaps right there at the forks area. And it, what's even worse is it was right in front of these two neighborhood kids who I thought were, like, kind of the cool guys, you know? Right in front of them. They you stayed the standing, thing. so it was probably cool, I, huh? Dude, I don't know. They laughed and walked off. They didn't say a single thing to me. Dang. And I was so <laughs> sad. I was so sad. So I literally picked up the pieces and dragged them all the way home. I got home, and I was, like, crying. And my mom's, like, she felt so bad. So after all that work, you After all that it. work. And so then it was just junk. Go just young, junk. And go so young, Caleb. Because of that, though, I think it's because of that, I was able to convince my mom to let me buy a four-wheeler. And that was even worse because that one was awful. I was, well, it should have gone to the scrapyard. Um, <laughs> Does it also deep. fall apart down the road? <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it just breaks continually. Oh, but, okay. um But that's kind of, like, where I got into to motorsports is uh, just – through the love of like engines and the noise and the, the feel of it, you know, and eventually, um, you know, what, what kid who's not into engines and, and cars doesn't watch drifting videos, you know? And so for a very long time, I watched drifting and racing. I tried to get into karting at one point, which is just expensive if you want to do it right. So I wasn't yeah. able to afford Sur- that. Surprisingly so. so. Yeah. It's, it's, if you want to get legitimately into karting, it's expensive. I and so I, I was I, talking to my roommates, Jordan and Katie about yeah. it yesterday. Oh, that's great. I had no idea they were yeah, so expensive. It's expensive if you want to do it. And so I just. That's why I love how everybody's like, oh, they had the humble beginnings of race car driving with go karting. It's like those things cost four grand and then yeah. you have to maintain them. Yeah. Most of them have like race trailers and right. suits yep. and yeah. helmets. Like, and... There's no humble beginnings with well, that. For, yeah. I, I guess like in motorsports, that like is if pretty. If you're trying to be like Formula One driver down the future, then maybe, yeah. But you can always like buy some old go-kart yeah. and drive it around. Of course, yeah, yeah but, but you're not going to be competitive and anything like that with right. that. So it's just hard because, you know, my parents never had the funds to do anything like that. And so it was kind of all just self-grown. And eventually, you know, after playing around with a whole bunch of cars, uh, you know, as I went through high school, I think I had like 12 different cars. And so I just kind of went through like a whole bunch of different stuff. I had my first MR2. I had a Porsche 94. I had a Mark III Supra. I had a Mark II Supra. And I had all these different cars, and I'd kind of toyed around with like, Throwing the back end out. And so eventually, you know, two years ago now, I think, I was like, I have the funds. I was like, and try YouTube. It. And YouTube. Lots of YouTube. <laughs> Lots it's of always YouTube. YouTube. That's, always dude, YouTube. YouTube is the way to go. You don't need school. You've got YouTube. <laughs> don't That's to where that. I got with my Miata. There is All a YouTube. lot of stuff you can learn. The internet, on you can learn pretty much anything. I so. don't. I don't encourage you to miss out on school. School is important, but nah. YouTube is helpful. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my start. And I was just like, you know, I've always wanted to do something like this. And drifting is, for anyone who's listening, is actually very easy to get into. It yep. really isn't that bad. As long as the hardest part, of course, for some people is the car. If you're lucky enough, you may already have a car that's capable. But you know, you, you start off with a very simple rear-wheel drive car. If you if you have to, you will have a diff. And most drift events are very easy to get in. They're not that expensive. It's all your own stuff. And um, so, talk about your costs getting in with your Mustang. So with my Mustang, I paid a little bit more than some might for a, a starter drift car. I paid $2,000 for this Mustang, which was bone stock, original owners. Very yeah, I feel clean. like that's really it low for people's clean. first drift cars. Because, exactly. I mean, we're talking S14s and stuff I nowadays, and they're I, yeah. easily, astronomical. Yeah, numbers. easily $7,000. Yeah. Me when I'm used to buying cars for less than $1,000. But, um, you know, I, I paid two grand for that. But still I within someone's wheelhouse. Yeah. So like, High school wages, oh, you can save up and get definitely. One. And yeah. I just wanted a really clean car to start with. I wanted one that hadn't been modified, like an S chassis, you know, who's been passed around by everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's and got it's, every ounce of it that's been pushed yeah. into a wall. It's a, yeah, it's, it's been very, touched, very it's been modified. It's, all yeah, bondo. yeah, yeah. I didn't want that. So, I, like I said, I got this Mustang. They the the owners told me it was a salvage title because it was an fender bender, which I didn't care about. 
And it has like, <laughs> like I'm probably gonna throw it into a wall. Anyways. I already have. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got like the Cobra front end panels on it, so it looked kind of good. It was like the paint was nice. The interior was literally flawless. Everything worked. And I actually felt bad when I bought it. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm gonna ruin like, this I thing. Should, maybe I shouldn't. So I actually had remorse about it after I bought it for a while, where I was like, maybe I shouldn't. Um, but yeah, I paid two grand for it, and I, I welded the diff on it eventually after I'd kind of come to terms with it, and I threw some seats in it just because the stock seats have literally no bolstering, and that was it. I removed you the rack limiters. Zip-tied noodles, like the pool noodles on I the know, side dude, of seriously. you. <laughs> I, I tried the seatbelt trick, you know, where you tighten it, but it didn't work, so it just wasn't quite there. And I went out, and I got addicted to it, you know, and it just kind of went downhill from there. But now that car, I'd say it competes pretty well. It's pretty serious, you know, compared to a lot of the well-set-up cars out there. And it's literally got cut and welded knuckles. It's on, still on cut springs. You know, it's got a, a GT. You don't want to drive it on the streets. No, it's, it, it's it terrible. It works well as a drift car. It's a drift car? Perfect. You know, street? Awful. I mean, it could be better. So that's why we're going to go with some, some nice coil over soon. But, um, you can uh, always upgrade in pieces. Exactly. Exactly. Do it in steps. You don't have to do it all at once. You can start off with the simplest thing. And so now it's got like a GT axle with a, uh, an 8.8 with 410 gears. I paid 100 bucks for off for local, you know, because their parts are everywhere for these mustangs and that car has been phenomenal and so that was kind of like my, my start into motorsports was that and it just got me got me hooked and i'm into that car probably 2600 2700 bucks you know that's it plus that's tires it. plus tires and you're keeping up with i mean yeah he's driving phenomenally were, out there yeah, yeah. you were, you did really good in the tandem like the the yeah, team it, tandems like that was yeah it does awesome like i just built basically built it with stuff i had sitting around you know and or stuff i got used because their parts are everywhere from junkyards from facebook marketplace the biggest thing for those v6s really is the gearing gearing end. yeah my, if you can we, like, my roommate jordan we got him to get a mustang you remember did you remember remember meeting jordan yeah he had the silver when i was mustang. over there looking yeah. at your they, cummins for the for your truck Yes, but um, also he was out at the track with a silver Mustang. Oh, but yeah. He paid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it nine hundred bucks? Yeah, yep. Paid nine hundred bucks for that Mustang, it and it needed a coil pack. We that got, was it. Yep, we yep. limped at home, put in a coil pack, and it ran. Welded it the great. diff, and he yep. he went out to an event just like that. He definitely didn't Dang. slide as good as Caleb did because he had the the, the lower gearing that yeah. the V6 is They're geared for the highway. Yeah, they're, they're just not geared. So. But even still, he was still yeah, sliding. You can still get out he there. Was, slide he was, it. Yeah, it's as capable as my Supra is right now, which isn't amazing. But seat time, seat time, seat time, seat time. Seat so time. that was that was really like yeah. my dive into that all of that, and I and I've just hooked and I loved it, and I didn't have to spend ten thousand dollars to get a new event so i would tell I anyone personally attacked <laughs> <laughs> hey that's your choice but I, I would tell anyone yeah just you know let's get out there you know and that's it's kind of scary i feel like too if you're not into it, it's like all these guys are gonna judge me they're gonna not accept me into this group you know and that's one thing i found about really any drift community because i've talked to people in colorado our utah scene everybody's so welcoming yeah everybody's so inviting like there's not a single person yeah. i've ever seen out there that has ever talked down on so yeah. everybody's oh. there to help no, and right. i hear that all over the place like yeah. chris fix when he's talking about drifting out in where is he virginia yeah, some, I, somewhere out east. east it's just one big family yeah yeah everyone's, everyone's like into it. everyone's, everyone's like, like Dude, you don't know how to do that great let me show you you got it let's go yeah. and, we and all and have the like... same mental illness track <laughs> yeah. a car into a wall <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the wall at about 60, you know, and just yeah. go sideways. So it's just, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just a, a very great community to be a part yeah. of. And as far as motorsports go, I do think drifting is actually one of the cheaper ones um, because the entry fees usually aren't very much, you know, like 100 bucks maybe. You can find used tires all the time. Like currently I've got a buddy who works at a dealership, 
and he hooks me up with tires. I have more tires than I need. I get them all basically for free. Where, where, where is my hookup? <laughs> I don't get 15s. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dax. Yeah. That's just how I get, like, all right, I'll things. start saving up for the RX-8. You better put some 18s on that Miata, Dude, then we'll talk. <laughs> the, the, funny, the funny thing is, I, for how long I've known you, I've never actually heard that GoPed story. I don't know how I really? haven't. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but the, that makes so much sense with how you and I are right now because – I, I, have I told you my story how I got into cars? No, see, I, I don't know if I have. Or not. Okay, so um, I've always, from a very young age, I think the first time I said it was I was six, I was like, Mom, I want to be an inventor. <laughs> same. same. <laughs> she was like, Wait, what do you want to invent? I was like, I don't know. I just yeah, want to invent stuff. I was the same way. Yeah, yeah. So that. You Google videos how to be an inventor, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and so I, I, that paired with, I love figuring out how things work all the time and be like, Dad, what is that? What does it do? Do you know how it works? And my this mom would get mad. This is why me and Jaden get along so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was always the kid taking stuff apart yes. and never no, being able to exactly, put it back together. That's exactly what I was going to say. My mom was like, Jaden, you cannot take apart the hairdryer if you can't put the hairdryer back see, together. Yeah. See, real quick on that, see what my mom would do to keep me distracted because, you know, I was that annoying kid. Is, um, she would take me to the DI, you know, a thrift store. Let me buy electronics or other stuff. There you go. Because it was cheap, you know? And I would go home, and I would literally... I still have some of it, I think. I would have boxes full of stuff. I would just take them apart. <laughs> I'd tinker with it, make weird things. You know, play with the motors, play with the speakers. See, I was just left alone long enough for my parents <laughs> to come home to things just ripped apart. <laughs> See, no, but what I think I benefit, benefited from was my mom was like, I need this hairdryer still. you got to figure out how to put it back together. So that's that's always the hard part. So you got into motorsports from a hairdryer. No, hold on, hold on. So then... Still, it has a turbine like in it. It spools exactly. there. There's, there's drag racing and like you know drags. I mean, it's you know you can. Use I've seen drag. videos of people putting air, hair dryers on their cars to see how much power they can make on them. Oh, yeah, like yeah, those yeah. eBay uh, yeah. little no, stuff, electric like, turbos, or, like leaf blowers, yeah. isn't it? Yep, yep. But um, so it went from that to um, I got this kit uh, that was uh, you buy a telescope and this kit you're able to install to the telescope and yeah you have to solder everything together and put the motors on it and you what could actually yeah yeah just listen, <laughs> just listen so um uh you would be able to punch in on the screen what year it is what time it oh, is you have told me this okay yeah I yeah do, yeah um and i don't know how we got onto it before but yeah i, I feel like i remember talking was, to you about this now okay um and so you could punch in um the date and you could tell it to find um a planet or a star and it would go based on yeah. the time of year um, so I love that. I was like, cool. I want to get more into this. So then I got, I got into computers and that's when I had my uncle, um, teach me how to build a computer. So I built my PC when I was 12. This and is all very similar to me. It's actually kind of scary. I had a telescope well, see, and a computer I built. <laughs> I, I was, as you were saying your story though, I was like, so that makes sense why I'm the wiring guy and he's the mechanical yeah, guy. Yeah, well, I didn't stick with computers. I did one and that was it. Yeah, well, 12 years old I, ordering cylinder heads off of eBay. For right, right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I built that, um, that computer and then I was like starting to get into like programming. I was like, this isn't the way I wanted to go. I enjoyed building the computer, but I don't want to do any of the software. So then I was like, all right, what's complex, but not wiring and or not um, computers and software. So I was like, all right, well, I think uh, cars are pretty complicated. So let's look into those. <laughs> um, and it's gone worst mistake of my life. <laughs> you actually knew kind of what you're getting to. Like, hey, this is complicated. Yeah, let's yeah that's it. the problem. The I'm sick, us. man. <laughs> 
the rest of us were like, yeah, that looks easy enough. Let's just tear into it. Then you got to drive to work Monday. Yeah, that's gone downhill. Yeah. So I, I learned a lot. I had no friends that were into cars in high school. Like, I met Caleb in middle school. But I had no idea he was into cars. We and, didn't really and, talk that much. Yeah, like we, were, we like, were friends, but we just we didn't hang out a whole lot, you know. Um, it was like and, we'd sit next to each other in class, type of thing. Yeah, it's like, if yeah we had a class together. I know that guy's cool. I'll hang out with him. That yeah. sort of thing. Um, he was a hot then, girl for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, we each have our own thing, okay? <laughs> but then in high school, he went to a different high school, so that's when it really separated. Because then he started having his uh, his uh, his mechanic classes. My what are they called? Uh, shop classes. What yeah, are they called? auto shop. Auto shop. That's yeah, where I was the teacher's pet. But awesome. anyway, so I, I just had the internet, really. I looked stuff up, watched videos, and then um, I got into a sprawl of, I'm going to be driving soon. I should start saving up for cars. And high school me is like, hey, that's a cheap car. Was this when you got the Jetta? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the right reaction. That one I actually on. ended up you getting for free. You didn't do what every Jetta guy does. What MK was it? <laughs> what what MK Jetta I, did you have? Did, <laughs> my buddy Hayden's gonna hate me for this if he hears this. But when he gave me the Mark III Supra, he kept calling it MK3. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not how you say MK3. It differs, my friend. Yeah, like yeah, like, yeah, like Volkswagen call it Mark, uh, MK, right? Yeah. But I st- I still Mark. say Mark. Like I'm pretty sure that's what MK is short for. But it's just Regardless. anyways. Um, so I got a um, it was an '89 Jetta for free. I I someone was he like, hey, I miss a Mark. Get rid of it. MK. What is the MK? <laughs> no. What? He doesn't know that one. I don't. That's literally like I don't know. Eighty nine is like a Mark Mark II. Oh, I, that's how not into Volkswagens I am. <laughs> we both do not like Volkswagens. I'm sorry, okay. to any Volkswagen that makes, lovers. That makes three of us. No, yeah. there's a few Volkswagens I like. I really like this one because it was actually um, a limited edition uh, Wolfsburg. It was a coupe. Jetta Coupe manual. Oh, I don't know. My buddy had one of those. They come with like the little Nuremberg side on or like track on the side um, of it on the emblem and it's, stuff. It's and a certain emblem. I don't think it's a Nuremberg ring. I, I can't remember. I, it was back in high school. So I can't it's not remember. like the Wolf Green. No, it was Wolfsburg. Don't, don't, it's all good. Yeah. Wolfsburg edition. I, I got it for free because someone had it in their storage unit. Like, I don't want to pay to store this thing anymore. You're a kid into cars. Here you go. I went with him. Yeah, he did. I Because he was the one person I was like, I, I kind of know he he's into the similar stuff. Yeah. And um, I had no idea what was going on with that car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looked, hey, it has lost. oil in it. Let's go. Yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. That was like it was a project car. It didn't run. I tried working on it, and I realized I didn't know anything. Um, ended up getting rid of it. Getting another project car. Getting rid of it. Like I learning this whole time. All those cars I look back on them now. I'm like, this needed that. That needed these things. It's funny how like, easy yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Super easy. But um, anyway, so that's that's how I got into cars. Was just. I love learning how things work and figuring them out. And I finished one thing, so it's like, all right, what's bigger and more complicated? And that's how I got the cars. But um, then this dumb guy, Caleb, <laughs> is the one that got me into drifting, which I call him dumb, but and I love that he got me into it. Yeah, it got me into <laughs> trucks too. Um, I'm sure I would have got there eventually, but he's like, him. he's like, hey, let's speed up this process of financial uh, ruining. <laughs> you started that when you got the Mark II or Jetta. <laughs> that is true. That's that true. is very that true. There's a downward spiral. Yeah. I yeah. keep saying Mark II, but I'm sure all the Volkswagen guys are like, it's a Mark III. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, though, yeah, it's like no whatever idea. generation it is. I It is somewhere around there. Mark Don't II. care. Um, but uh, so I was began working with, uh, with Caleb because at – this point he and I had reconnected after high school I actually um I saw him <laughs> I, I, stop that I saw him posting um pictures of him at Autorama 
um, the first time they were there with the MR2s. Um, that's the ones that uh, it's an auto saying. expo show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one where he was telling you Daxon that you, he had Cody Walker and one of their MR2s got a picture yeah. of it. Um, I came in, saw that and started talking with them. No, no, no. That was at a different time. I went with a cruise. I went on a cruise with Braden up to the Capitol and he was like, Hey, I think we might be looking for someone to, to join us at work. Yeah. And that's when I started talking to them, join them, join them for work. And while I was working with Caleb, He's like, hey, I'm starting to get into this drifting thing, and you come with. There's a cheap two JZ listed in a GS300. So this was was this before or after you got the Mark III? I had actually already had the Mark III. That's right. I wanted to it. build a, a drift car. I wasn't planning to do it anytime soon because I didn't have enough money for it. Mark III either. I no, I was. Um, so my friend Hayden, the one that called it an MK3, um, he, another buddy of mine since high school. He had this car, and he was planning to build it into a drift car. He'd already stripped it. It's fully stripped, and that's actually the one I'm going to be putting all of my stuff into. The, Better the, chassis. The cleaner yeah. shell, yeah. Um, and he was like, hey, I was going to build this for a drift car. Um, I'm going to be having a kid soon. I'm going to be getting a house. It's, just, it's not a good time for me. I'd love to give it to someone who I know is going to build it and make use of it, and I can get get to see that happen. And I was like, Couple all right, cool. Years later, and it's still sitting there. What are you talking about? It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> I sent him a picture of me drifting the other shell, and um, he was like, is that mine? I was like, no. No. no Did you want to get how that happened? <laughs> how we got the other shell? Oh, he didn't eventually. Yeah. Um, but um, so he he had given or he was like, hey, I'll give you a good deal on this. And he'd actually had a, a 1JZ um, bottom end, a block. Um, and he was like, I'll give it to you with it too. If you want to build that, I was like, cool. So I was kind of already down that path. Um, I had the Mark three. I wanted to turn it a drift car. I just wasn't planning too soon. And then Caleb's like, Hey, here's a car <laughs> that's cheap, cheap with the two JZ in it. So <laughs> you can drift it as it is and then, uh, throw it into your Supra, which is exactly what we did. Yep. And that's what got me into, uh, got me into drifting. Um, I had always, always been into cars before that, or, um, since the, the the mark two um and i had a few cars where i actually started um going to autocross that was how i first got into motorsports um i had what's the first car i tried to, oh yeah no the first car i tried to autocross was a uh, an outback that's right yeah the 2008 outback always no eight yep um, no eight that's our curse i don't know what it is yeah but uh, i got that one started seeing people autocross found the website for autocross got out there did a few events in it I ended up going out there with uh, Chrysler Crossfire a few times, went out there with the EG Hatch a few times. EG Hatch was actually right. It was the slowest thing out there because it was the economy model, yeah. and it had Just studded winter it. tires in the <laughs> rear. So I'd be going around a quarter in the or a corner, and the rear end would kick out because it's got metal just on the road in the back. <laughs> so I was like, woohoo, this thing's awesome. But I had the slowest times. It was it was a good fun. time, though. It's fun. That's all yeah. that matters is you have yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. Getting seat time. Sure, I wasn't getting good, but I was having fun. It was seat yeah. time, and it's yeah. fun. That's yeah. all that matters. Again, yeah. with motorsports, if you if you look at it, you know, it doesn't quite matter what it is, but seat time, and how, you know, it's just enjoy yourself. It's, yeah. you know, don't go out there and expect to be the best in the well, world. Yeah, you well, don't need the priciest, craziest build. No. You just need the time and the experience. That's you how I've been feeling with one. the Supra this last drift season because I bought I, I had a project car swapped in an engine that didn't come in those and working out bugs the entire time and I found that I was spending money to be at events to go work on my car yeah. and I was, it was just it was it was defeating really because it was awful get out of here <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really it was defeating and every time I'd get it fixed and get back out on the track I'd be like 
it was all worth it, yeah. you know? And it really is like... It's addicting. Yeah. Well, because like just as much as we do enjoy to work on the cars, it's like... It's so fun to use well, them. Well, yeah. It's like everything in moderation. Like, you, you can enjoy something, but once you do it too much, it's it's... Especially when it's work. When you enjoy working on cars, it, there's just a limit to it, you know? Yeah. And so it's, yeah, just get out there and drive, enjoy it. Yeah, and, and use it. Yeah. But that was that was how I got into so motorsports. That's what, what's yours, Daxton? I don't I don't know much about it. Well, mine's very similar story to your guys'. I mean, so this is a very boring just, podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> just at a young age, kind of got. I'm my my dad had a really nice uh, LBZ Duramax. Okay. Oh, that's and cool. so I just kind of fell in love with it at a young age. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. He sure. he took pride and joy in that truck, and it just it kind of showed me a connection with it. He was never ever into motorsports. I mean, he played around on snowmobiles, four wheelers, dirt bikes, stuff like that. But he never, he never once was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the track or anything like that." And gotcha. so I kind of started. He showed me the love for it. Yeah. And then I just kind of started tearing things apart. <laughs> and then slowly worked my way into my first car I bought when I was 15, and it was a Acura Integra four door. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. And my dad told me, do not buy that car. <laughs> he went with me. I, I had earned up $1,000. Oh, I remember the story. I oh, forgot about it. Keep horrible, going. horrible car. Just getting left out on everything, I guess. <laughs> it's because we get stuck on the side of the road trying to fix a problem in a car, oh, and we start having I conversations. Guess this, is, this is something I wouldn't know about. Me out of Yeah, you'd be quiet. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I, you've I, never had to fix any of your, your trucks on the never, side of the road. Yeah, never, never <laughs> We've never sat in an overheating MR2 on the side of the road. <laughs> Okay, this is not what sorry, we're talking about sorry, right now. Go ahead, Daxon. Um, but I, my, I had earned up $1,000. My dad said, I'll give you 500 on top of it for your first car. And so we went, I think it was two hours south down to uh, like Richfield area and looked at this Integra, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It looked it's like an something. Integra. Have you lived yeah. here in Utah your whole life? Yeah. Oh, okay. I grew up in Lehigh, and I've made it to American Fork. <laughs> so <laughs> You're the only weirdo who hasn't, okay? You've lived here your whole life, too? I have. Oh, yeah, because you were almost born in Texas. Almost. My parents moved a month before I was born. Uh-huh. Regardless, we're not talking about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I was just asking. So I mean, you want to hear my birth we, story. We had gone and looked at this car, and, I mean, my dad, not knowing a ton about cars, but just taking a basic look over it, was like, dude, that thing is horrible. It's the worst car you could ever purchase. Like, the thing slammed on the ground. It, it makes no sense. You can't daily drive it. You can't do anything with it. Do not buy that car. <laughs> so, of course, I was like, well, screw you. I'm going to buy it now. <laughs> funny thing, the funny thing is I'm like, I wish I had someone to keep me away from cars, but I probably would have been stubborn too, so it's fine. Yeah. And so he had, I think we're all stubborn here. Yeah, just, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> but uh, so what I ended up doing is we had left because my dad told me I couldn't get that car. We leave. I tell him I find another car, and my buddy's going to look at it with me. And so I need that $500. And we drove straight to the Integra. Nice. And on the drive home, I mean, the guy guy was kind of super shady about everything and a little weird and like, oh, yeah, I'm moving next week, so I won't be back here, so have fun with the car. (laughs) And I made it two miles down the road. Ah, so he's definitely trying to get out of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I get two miles down the road and I go to shift into second gear and it's just floppy. There's nothing there. It's <laughs> oh, not no. going into gear. Nothing's happening. And then I hear a slight <laughs> grinding noise. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so I obviously pull over to the side of the road having no gears, no nothing. Couldn't get it into neutral. So it just like <laughs> dies and uh, get it to the side of the road and I look underneath of it. But it really was slammed, slammed. Yeah. So it had maybe an inch or two. Oh man! Below the frame rails, I couldn't see anything, nice. and so I called my buddy. And I was like, "Hey, dude, you got to get back here because you're gonna have to tow me home." 
Oh no. <laughs> and so he turned around in his truck. We flat towed it all the way I back to Lehigh. I regret helping this guy get this <laughs> yeah. car. <laughs> and once we got it back, and I had jacked it up in the garage, I realized that the guy had zip tied the shifter linkage nice. all together. And so it was so low to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was so low to the ground, it was scraping the <laughs> shifting scraped linkage. scraped through oh, the zip yes, ties. Yes, it scraped through the zip ties and just popped them loose. Solid. And At least it was just that, I guess. I, that well, low life, bro. Well, <laughs> it, it turned into three transmissions, two uh, motors, and that's kind of where it was like, okay. Kind I, of a shocker I, for a Honda, not going to lie, actually. That thing was, he had swapped in a B20 out of a CRV. Yeah. And he had done a whole bunch of stuff to it that just none of it matched up. None of it worked. He mm. had just, like, slapped this thing together and sold Wait, it. Wait, so why did you go through so many engines and transmissions? Did because I didn't all know break? what I was doing. Oh. <laughs> a user <laughs> error, not just the, not the quality of the parts? It was well, user I was. Error? I mean, I was young. I was, I was 16, 17. I had just basic jobs, and I was buying whatever I could find from whoever I could find. And I was gotcha. buying, like, 200,000-mile transmissions to yeah, slap back in it for 150 bucks. Just get yeah. the thing on the you road, get to chance. work. Yeah, and that's kind of how it starts sometimes, though. I yeah. find you know, just oh, do yeah. what you can. That was that was me. See, I, you might have at first been like, "This bolt fits here. I could do that." And then by the end, I'm sure you're like, "This bolt goes here." Yeah. Oh yeah. By the end of it, I had that whole car figured out. I knew how it all went together. I when it stopped working one day, I was like, "I know exactly what it is." Right. And it was always it was it once by the time I got rid of it, I knew what it was. That's what those money pits are for, dude. It's for learning. Yeah, yeah. I learned a lot just from like my four wheeler and my go pet even. Like, I learned a lot. Just the basics, the workings, you know, and it's kind of fun how those projects go. You just kind of start off, and I find the best way to learn a lot of things is just to kind of dive in. Like, my first car was a Volvo 240, nice. and I wanted to do the timing belt. Luckily, that car is probably the easiest car you could ever do the timing belt on. Yeah. But I just kind of dived into it. It was the same deal. You know, you just learn. You just, yeah. Some jobs you might hate, but... And some jobs you mess up. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you break more parts. And sometimes it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that car was thrashed by... It left my driveway from the tow yard, or not the tow yard, the junkyard coming and picking it up and scraping it across my driveway. That's a very no fast way to get in on in that it. low life. Oh, yeah. First no, I stripped owner. the whole thing because I was like, I got to get my money back out of it because what had happened is I got into this front-wheel drive Honda mm-hmm. and realized those don't drift because I just watched all sorts of drifting videos. It wasn't just because you're in Utah in the snow. It was because you wanted to get sideways. Yeah. No, I'd I'd seen all the drifting videos and everything. I was like, I don't want to be stuck in front-wheel drive. I don't enjoy going around a track. Like, I I enjoy sitting in somebody's fast car that knows what they're doing on a track. Yeah. But I got a Miata? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I tried to get as much money as I could salvage out of that. Sure. And they ended up scraping it away. Thrown in a junkyard. I'm assuming you didn't come out on top. No. No, <laughs> no. Not That's at all. <laughs> and then that just kind of started the addiction. And I went through 20 or 30 cars in between that. I mean, just BMWs, whatever I could get my hands on. Nice I went through chassis. a couple. Yeah. I went through a Ford Mustang, like your mm-hmm. like your V6 Mustang. Yeah. I went through three of those, blue what? head gaskets, and all three of them. <laughs> wow. What? I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I bought them with 300,000 miles okay, on them. That would make sense. Did none of them keep temp? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> they they were it. all they were all drunk. Gotcha. So as I slowly worked my way into it, I had gotten my first S14, my first and only S14. Have you heard this story, Caleb? Uh, I think I've heard bits and pieces. It's a good one. This thing was a beater. I my my buddy was actually the S-chassy. owner of it. Yeah. <laughs> his his girlfriend had gotten into drifting, and so she knew the S14 and went and bought one and paid like six grand for this thing. 
There was more Bondo on the body than there was metal. Standard S chassis things. Yeah. yeah. And it was running when they when she got it. For standard S chassis prices. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that drift tax is real. But she had got it with the KA24DE, and it was running, driving. It kind of ran a little bit rough, and so she had gone in there trying to fix it and figure it out. And by this time, I'd gone through enough vehicles and enough cars that I kind of had a basic understanding. Yeah, an idea. Sure. And so she, what she ended up doing was she went through and just started cutting wires in the engine bay. Oh, no. no. Why? She thought Ooh, that, that doesn't need to be there. She thought that deleting the sensors would get rid of, would the, get rid of the check engine lights oh, and the problems. Me. Oh. And so she seriously just cut a ton of wiring out oh, of this thing. No. And so I got it. You know, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, especially on cars, but I, I'd a... like to think that like I had a certain like starting point that wasn't that um, yeah. basic, that damaging to a car. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she trashed the car even worse than it already was. Oh, that's unfortunate. So it sat, they ended up breaking up, whatever, and the car sat in his front yard for two or three years. Yeah. And I finally noticed it because it was under like sticks and just off to the side, just brushed away. I mean, just sat for years. I love finding. Cool and they ended like up, that. I don't know if they ended up using it as like their underage beer car. So when we're all in high school, they'd go sit in it and drink beer, right. and like it was just their hangout spot, There's like their little hideaway. There, some piss on that seat. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The thing smelled horrible. It was it was a terrible terrible car. But he ended up saying, "Hey, take it out of my yard for a thousand bucks." Handed me the title thousand bucks later take it out and just started reconnecting wires went through gap the spark plugs that's all it was that's why it was running rough it was the spark plugs weren't gapped. oh man so i put a new set of plugs in gap them correctly start driving it you know a quick google search could have got you pretty far i don't think i've oh, yeah. ever gapped a set of plugs <laughs> well but if they're no if they're pre-gapped uh, but if you're not going to replace them i guess and the fair, ones yeah. you have are not gapped correctly I don't do that. I just throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was very naive when I started, and every time I got spark plugs for the first little bit, I'd get one of those gapping coins and check every one. Like, oh, yeah, that one's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think I've ever done that. I'm just like, whatever. Just <laughs> that, and then I started to realize they were all gapped fine from the box every time. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that S14 got me to my first drift event before Rocky Mountain Raceway was Oh, man, I'm sad left. I never got out to there. It was the last event, and I thought, I, I, I knew it was coming up, and I wanted to get out there and drift but i had always seen all these guys take the s14s and i wanted to v8 swap it and so in preparation for that i thought hey why not put the radiator in the trunk <laughs> horrible idea like just the worst hack job just wouldn't oh, couldn't no. bleed the system couldn't do anything i put like a little inline pump to try and help pump the water from the front to the back dude just... the ambition on this i guy. know let's get ambition oh, <laughs> i showed up to the track and and jordan and uh, oh, what was his Josh? Name? Jordan and Josh came over, and they're like, "Hey, man! Like, you took one one ride on the track, and it it you looked like you were kind of getting the hang of it. What's yeah. going on?" I'm like, "The car keeps overheating." They're like, "Well, pop the hood. Let's look at the radiator." I'm like, "The radiator's in the trunk." <laughs> <laughs> did you tell them you did it? Yep, and then immediately sure light did. bulbs on over their head, and they're like, "Oh, yeah." I get and they immediately were like, "All right, let's drop it out of the trunk. Let's just lower it down because I'd cut a hole in the bottom of the trunk and put fans to try and vent the air and try and get it correctly." And so they just took the radiator, unhooked it, and dropped it down lower, and then tried raising it to get all the air bubbles to kind of feed over oh, okay. and then like pull it up. Yeah. And we got it kind of bled, and I did my first drift event, and that's kind of my introduction that's to the awesome. whole thing. And I still have the centerpiece of the kooky taillight sitting in my garage. That's but... kind of cool wall piece, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's now worth money. Yeah. <laughs> but that... Dude, back then I was like, 
I only want bolt-on parts. I don't know how to weld. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know how to weld. I was using... I worked construction my entire oh, life. Oh, cell-tapping so, screws? No, 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 no. I mean, yes, I did use cell-tappers, <laughs> but I had gone and taken framing pieces, like uh, the brackets that they hold the bottom oh, no. of all the walls in, and it was those long Wood brackets screws? with the freaking <laughs> L bracket at the bottom of it. <laughs> I bet they popped the, the... They saw you rating, they're like... Ah. One of those moments where they open them, they're like, ooh. Yeah, scary. <laughs> oh, great heavens. No, they, they got in there and looked at it, and they're like, where did you get these brackets? I'm like, they, they're they were already framing. there. <laughs> <laughs> they're, the they're meant to hold walls site. up. <laughs> I mean, and, hey, if that's oh, That thing was the most secure radiator I've ever owned. Dude, props to you, bro. <laughs> it, it was not see, moving. That's, that's kind of like where you differ, because you always want to like bolt-on parts. Yeah. I did not. I wanted to save money. I'm like, I'm going to make this myself. And so I made tools and did all sorts of yeah. stuff. And just and I got a 30. I bought a arc welder. It was a hobby like arc welder. It's like 30 amps. It, it's terrible it barely welds <laughs> but i paid like 50 bucks for it you know and i got out and i just started zapping the stuff together and i realized now like those are bad like, those are the type of welds you hide and you never show to anyone yeah. you don't have to be a good welder if you're a good grinder exactly and i wasn't <laughs> one of those either <laughs> but i mean some of the stuff stuck well some see but it, you know like so yeah like bolt-on parts for me but you've always known that like i've always just wanted things to be really nice yeah, and, and i knew i couldn't cuss i couldn't custom build things to be really nice so i had to buy nice parts and yeah. that was a huge downfall for me getting into cars uh-huh. i like I didn't have my slammered falling apart Civic or um, Integra to start out with. Yeah. I, I didn't have the, the uh, what was it, GoPed yeah. to start out with. Like, <laughs> and see, that's different. It's just yeah, a different starting point. Right. And so, I, I, unfortunately, anybody listening, you don't got to have the best stuff to start out. Can, that was my downfall. Yeah, you, you can, can start out with S14 with construction parts. Yeah. You yeah. can start <laughs> yeah. out you know, with a, a Harbor Freight tool set. And a cheap car. Like, one of the cars I love the Start most. Start out, I'm still using Harbor Freight tools. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can continue to use your Harbor Freight tools. But Harbor Freight tools, honestly, they do. Lifetime warranty. <laughs> Over here trying to plug please, Harbor Freight. Please sponsor me. <laughs> 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 no, they, and honestly, though, for what, what they are, I mean, if you're a professional who, uh, like mechanic, I don't know if I'd use them every day. But the, I have some still at our shop that we use all the time, and they yeah. do just fine. Of course, our, our ratchet's usually in a lot of our other Wait, things. Wait, but what you know. car were you saying you were, was your but, favorite one with the... But one of my favorite cars that I started off with, that's a, it was very cheap. I paid 200 bucks for this car. It was a Nissan Sentra. It was oh, like, that thing 90s, was sweet, dude. I think, if I remember so right, sweet. it was a 94. It was the Coupe. It was the same one that was the SER body style, but it wasn't an SER. It was the... Uh, I think it's like a G16 or something like that. It was like a 1.6 um, manual transmission. It had AC, cruise control. All that still worked for 200 bucks. The only thing it needed to pass emissions, because at the time we had safety still, was uh, interior door handle clips because the driver's door didn't they open from the inside. They could call you on that for safety? Yeah. Well, for safety, I couldn't open the door from the inside. You got oh. a window. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless, safety, though, it was though, a set safety. of like, the little pushrod clips, which were like you know a buck. And yeah. I bought that car for 200 bucks. I had to replace the shifter cables, too, because the dude thought the transmission was going out. But it was just the cables. Was it zip-tied together? No. <laughs> no. I don't. Luckily, that car had, like, no zip-ties. It had zip-ties when it was done with me. Hey. But um, I, that car was awesome. It was so good. It was cheap. It was easy. I didn't care about it. And this was in high school. I jumped it. I loaded it, like, multiple times, all the time. Like, I would load up. We'd have four people in this tiny little coupe, and we'd go over jumps. I'm going to have to show you later when we get back to my house. My little brother, he yeah. had a Toyota Corolla. 
that he jumped three feet in the air <laughs> and snapped all four springs in oh, half that's a, see, that's and kind then of drove it awesome. for another year. That's a quick year. way to slam it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was an awesome car, but I love that sort of stuff. You know, you just get into it cheap, and yeah. for some people it may be, I'm going to spend a little bit more money, and I'm going to, you know, do things uh, how I know to be done. Uh, and the nice part about that is usually – bolt-on style stuff is typically easier yeah um and so it's well, you know i think one of the things i did benefit from that though is i i do end up having less crappy builds this like, is true i i don't i'm I, no diss to your uh your integra but like i didn't have some falling apart integra driving down the road for my first car i wasn't yeah. trying to cut springs or <laughs> my dad was just telling me hey, in high school i had i had coilovers on it okay all right I cut my springs, no lie. <laughs> it, was, it was just stuff like that that, like, because I had this "quote unquote" higher standard of builds that I do. F- I'm, I'm glad that it did um, kind of help me keep my builds from being like garbage. Like, yikes! Is he really driving that sort of thing? Yeah. So there's like benefits, but. But I mean, that's that's you know one of the things I just love about a lot of motorsports too. You know, and there's of course exceptions to it, but a lot of it, you know, as like grassroots style is get out there and do it yeah. and just that's kind of like the whole theme of this uh this this podcast episode i would feel like if we're to tie it all together is, is find something you know that you enjoy or you want to do even you don't even have to have done it yet i, I would recommend of course if, say if you're getting into drifting to go out to some events you know hang yeah. out get some rides talk with people and do just a lot of internet research i'm yeah, seriously honestly, youtube yeah. can teach you a lot of things it like really it can just just start researching you got the internet everybody's got a phone in their pocket yeah. nowadays just start yep. checking stuff yeah definitely so i would i would just tell anyone you know just start somewhere seat time yeah, whatever seat it is time. whatever it is if you want to go to a car meet seat time get out there and be at the car meet ignore your dad and buy a fifteen hundred dollar integrator <laughs> okay maybe <laughs> maybe not that I but <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> no but um, seriously seat time get out to the the car shows and look involved. at cars get yeah. out to the track and and talk to some drivers get out there if you can and a cheap whatever to get even, in the seat and drive even if it's not your own seat sometimes you yeah know? get in the passenger yeah. get in seat. The passenger seat like drifting like one of the great ways to learn that i found is you know you ride with other people See what they do. See how they take a corner. See how they, you know, approach something. And so just whatever it is, I would just, you know, be involved, yeah. you know. Just, and the one just thing I would add on out. top of that, be humble too. Like, be humble. Just be willing to learn. You don't know everything and that's okay. I definitely don't. And yeah. some, days, some days, you know, it's, you know, we can all be a little prideful and it can, <laughs> it, the truth. it can hurt a little bit. But yeah, be willing to learn. Like, you know, they say, you know, <laughs> learn something new every day, right? Especially yeah. with cars. There's so many things. So many different brands. You so many do different not items. know everything. You and don't. it can be done don't. so many different ways, some of these different things to complete. And so there's just, you know, you know, be willing to learn, right? Yep. And get out there and do it. Uh, and it's just, that's how you do it. You know, everyone gets so tied up in the process of it. But just just dive in. Oh, yeah. It, it can be quite the experience sometimes. But I think that's that's generally the, you know, the, the rule of thumb is just just do it. Just do take the thing and do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> so, but I think that pretty much wraps up our, our podcast for tonight. So yeah. now that we've rambled on for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I and think. Hopefully next time we get into a couple of our topics. We had enough to go off yeah. of tonight. That we <laughs> that's, were just okay. going. Yeah, that's funny. But, but it's, it's kind of, you know, this is kind of like the good, a good starter, I'd, I'd yeah. say, for, for everyone listening. You know, this is kind of who we are. This is what we do. And yeah, if you uh, are listening, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll, thanks for listening. We'll be yeah, here again. You. Yeah, so we'll hopefully um, be doing something that's a little bit more diverse next time. I think that splits off from some of our own mainstays. But uh, I think this has been a great starter. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. And thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate uh, of you guys. Course. Thanks for thinking of us, bro. Yeah, yeah we'll be course. here next time. <laughs> we'll eat more pizza.
Yes. <laughs> our wonderful, wonderful man who is producing Oh, yes. Us. Let's not forget that. Yes. And giving us yes. our, uh, our studio, made us pizza, got the studio set up. And we are using his aviation headphones <laughs> to produce yeah. this podcast. But that's, right that's, now. Our, that's our fault. That's <laughs> not his fault. Yeah, that's I, our fault. somebody forgot the headphones. Okay. Yeah, that was <laughs> So thanks to him, yeah, for all, setting this all up. So we'll be back with more. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>